Welcome to my Higa podcast, Experience Togetherness, an exclusive podcast in geriatric medicine, geriatric care, geriatric health, healthy aging, and life's simple pleasures. Dear inspirers, dreamers, listeners, carers, discover senior living and celebrate aging with my Higa. We celebrate our elderly and the people behind their smiles. Hello and welcome back to my Higa Experience Togetherness podcast. We are in February, the month of love, which obviously tells us to talk about heart. Let's welcome our expert, Dr. Purnima, and ask her some questions that will help us understand more about heart and the elderly. Dr. Purnima, welcome back to our podcast and today's episode, Our Heart to Yours, my Higa Valentine's special. Hey, Shruti. Uh, feeling so loved to have you as our host again and loving this love-filled episode from us. And happy Valentine's Day uh, to everyone of our listeners and to you, Shruti, as well. Uh, so let's get started. Many seniors believe that heart disease risks are inevitable in old age. Myth or truth? Great question, Shruti. It could be either. Um... Heart disease risks are inevitable in old age. If there is an underlying genetic condition that predisposes uh, one, addictions like drugs, alcohol, and tobacco smoking, and consumption in any other form, any other drugs, including chewing uh, of tobacco, uh, medication-related, underlying comorbidities like diabetes and others. Yeah, The risk itself can decide about the chances, percent uh, risk of suffering from heart disease. If we consider it as a myth, then so be it, because it's avoidable in many cases. For such instances, the elderly must not have any comorbid risk factors, nor conditions or diseases of any form. They must have followed exercise regimen, healthy diet, lifestyle modifications, cozy living, and mindfulness sincerely all their lives, and many have done so. My own paternal grandpa lived to a ripe old 100 plus with absolutely no medical conditions, no medications taken, and he was extremely, extremely strict about exercise, diet, health, and overall soulful living through spirituality. Even if the elderly were to have risks for heart disease, the symptoms, the extent, the seriousness can all be modified to a certain extent, you know, with great personalized cardiac care. Hence, believing in heart disease risks in old age are inevitable or healthcare professionals projecting such are absolutely unnecessary. So race, culture, norms, habits, behaviors can also play a role, and so do grit, persistence, consistency, self-belief and mental health in the prevention of heart diseases. What exactly is heart disease? Well said, um, Shruti. Heart disease exactly, where heart disease means simply disease of the heart. It is when our heart cannot function to its capacity due to causes known or unknown. In other words, heart disease is a generalized term and not specific to any particular part of the heart, be it a nerve, muscle, valves, blood vessels, or even the heartbeat. 
heart disease can further be classified in many ways. Genetic, environmental, nutritional medications are iatrogenic as we call it, chronic diseases, uh, acute diseases, acute on chronic conditions, extraneous conditions, ischemia, lack of or decreased blood supply to that part of the heart. Welcome to my Higa podcast, Experience Togetherness, an exclusive podcast in geriatric medicine, geriatric care, geriatric health, healthy aging, and life's simple pleasures. Dear inspirers, dreamers, listeners, carers, discover senior living and celebrate aging with my Higa. We celebrate our elderly and the people behind their smiles. Hello and welcome back to my Higa Experience Togetherness podcast. We are in February, the month of love, which obviously tells us to talk about heart. Let's welcome our expert, Dr. Purnima, and ask her some questions that will help us understand more about heart and the elderly. Dr. Purnima, welcome back to our podcast and today's episode, Our Heart to Yours, my Higa Valentine's special. Hey, Shruti. Uh, feeling so loved to have you as our host again and loving this love-filled episode from us. And happy Valentine's Day uh, to everyone of our listeners and to you, Shruti, as well. Uh, so let's get started. Many seniors believe that heart disease risks are inevitable in old age. Myth or truth? Great question, Shruti. It could be either. Um... Heart disease risks are inevitable in old age. If there is an underlying genetic condition that predisposes uh, one, addictions like drugs, alcohol, and tobacco smoking, and consumption in any other form, any other drugs, including chewing uh, of tobacco, uh, medication-related, underlying comorbidities like diabetes and others. Valvular means problems with the valves that connect the chambers of the heart, and to the vessels, addictions, especially tobacco and alcohol, drugs, electrical through the conduction system in the heart. So heart disease is any disorder or malfunctioning of a certain section of the heart. So heart disease means disease of the heart or cardiac disease. Another term used commonly is cardiovascular disease. Now cardiovascular and cardiac disease do have commonalities, similarities, and are also separate too. So cardiovascular includes the heart, which is cardiac, and the vascular, which is the blood vessels. So there you go, um, what heart disease is. What are some of the things that make your heart work harder that can affect it? Interestingly, things that make our heart work harder affecting it can be multifactorial. In fact, I look at it as a stepladder pattern, you know, uh, so you start with one thing and then you develop more things or get into new things and it keeps adding up. So it's like a domino effect or a ruler effect, um, as we call it. 
So our body from the brain to our toes has blood vessels and they're all directly or indirectly draining to or from the heart. And mind you, I'm speaking layman terms because this is a podcast and we're not um, uh, truly speaking medical terms since we are reaching out to uh, everyone in this world. Hence, any compromises like addictions, including the most notorious of them, tobacco smoking in any form, it could be hookah, it could be cigar, it could be cigarettes, it could be chewing tobacco, snorting tobacco, uh, sedentary lifestyle, no physical activity whatsoever. What I call it as a couch surfing phenomena where people are nowadays more glued to the couch than they are to the outside. Since we can get everything on the outside come directly to us through technology, you know, through phones, through tablets, through computers. Overweight or obesity, unhealthy eating habits or eating unbalanced diets with too much carbs or protein or fats and not following the daily recommendations of fruits and vegetables. Yeah. The risk itself can decide about the chances percent uh, risk of suffering from heart disease. If we consider it as a myth, then so be it, because it's avoidable in many cases. For such instances, the elderly must not have any comorbid risk factors, nor conditions or diseases of any form. They must have followed exercise regimen, healthy diet, lifestyle modifications, cozy living, and mindfulness sincerely all their lives, and many have done so. My own paternal grandpa lived to a ripe old hundred plus with absolutely no medical conditions, no medications taken, and he was extremely, extremely strict about exercise, diet, health, and overall soulful living through spirituality. Even if the elderly were to have risks for heart disease, the symptoms, the extent, the seriousness can all be modified to a certain extent, you know, with great personalized cardiac care. Hence, believing in heart disease risks in old age are inevitable or healthcare professionals projecting such are absolutely unnecessary. So race, culture, norms, habits, behaviors can also play a role and so do grit, persistence, consistency, self-belief and mental health in the prevention of heart diseases. What exactly is heart disease? Well said, um, Shruti. Heart disease exactly, where heart disease means simply disease of the heart. It is when our heart cannot function to its capacity due to causes known or unknown. In other words, heart disease is a generalized term and not specific to any particular part of the heart, be it a nerve, muscle, valves, blood vessels, or even the heartbeat. Heart disease can further be classified in many ways. Genetic, environmental, nutritional medications, or iatrogenic as we call it, chronic diseases, uh, acute diseases, acute on chronic conditions, extraneous conditions, ischemia, lack of or decreased blood supply, to that part of the heart, drinking too much alcohol over and above the expected based on genders, lack of sleep, you know, not just lack of sleep, it could be lack of healthy sleep, lack of uh, REM sleep or where, you know, 
you have rapid eye moment sleep, which is called where you can where you see dreams, or lack of deep sleep, or lack of feeling well rested, can all affect heart health. Adding to what was mentioned previously is that moderation is important, and a physician visit is important before starting on a regimen. No two persons are alike, and there are variabilities, as I previously mentioned. So it's quite hard to, in fact, predict which behaviors cause the maximum problem and which will not, since most people do not follow many of the above, as I mentioned just now. You know, um, we are humans, and uh, there is something called human psychology. So yeah, uh, people may follow one something, and people may not follow it. So there's something to mention here is that poverty itself can cause heart damage through poor nutrition, nutritional deficiency, either through nutrients or through caloric or calories. So very interesting and diverse. A fine example is Asian Americans with greater risk of heart disease due to many of the factors mentioned previously, especially in the United States of America. So now why, why this is happening? It's one of those factors about that I mentioned. So there we are. Uh, so there are a lot more factors which we can go in details, but they will be mostly medical. And um, so we'll keep it at this today. What are the warning signs of heart disease? Yeah, one of the most important questions, um, you know, that um, everyone should know and also should know the answers to us. The warning signs can be clearly distinguishable or non-distinguishable or indistinguishable or unknown or even heard of, unheard of. Um, warning signs can wax and wane. So, you know, uh, sometimes they can come and go, come and go, and people not may not feel that it's heart or may not be paying attention to it. And they're also being mimicked by many other underlying conditions of the esophagus, the foot pipe, stomach, valvular, means problems with the valves that connect the chambers of the heart and to the vessels. Addictions, especially tobacco and alcohol, drugs, electrical through the conduction system in the heart. So heart disease is any disorder or malfunctioning of a certain section of the heart. So heart disease means disease of the heart or cardiac disease. Another term used commonly is cardiovascular disease. Now, cardiovascular and cardiac disease do have commonalities, similarities, and are also separate too. So cardiovascular includes the heart, which is cardiac, and the vascular, which is the blood vessels. So there you go, um, what heart disease is. What are some of the things that make your heart work harder that can affect it? Interestingly, Things that make our heart work harder, affecting it can be multifactorial. In fact, I look at it as a stepladder pattern, you know. Uh, so you start with one thing and then you develop more things or get into new things and it keeps adding up. So it's like a domino effect or a ruler effect, um, as we call it. So our body from the brain to our toes has blood vessels. And they're all directly or indirectly draining to or from the heart. And mind you, I'm speaking layman terms because this is a podcast and we're not um, uh, truly speaking medical terms since we are reaching out to uh, everyone in this world. Hence, any compromises like addictions, including the most notorious of them, tobacco smoking in any form, 
it could be hookah, it could be cigar, it could be cigarettes, it could be chewing tobacco, snorting tobacco, uh, sedentary lifestyle, no physical activity whatsoever. What I call it as a couch surfing phenomena, where people are nowadays more glued to the couch than they are to the outside. Since we can get everything on the outside, come directly to us through technology, you know, through phones, through tablets, through computers. Overweight or obesity, unhealthy eating habits or eating unbalanced diets with too much carbs or protein or fats and not following the daily recommendations of fruits and vegetables, intestines, muscular muscles, chest wall, bones of the sternum, rib cage. Some of the most important warning signs might completely differ based on gender, age, underlying comorbid chronic diseases. And one finest example is diabetes, as I will tell you soon. Here are the warning symptoms and signs in no special order. Chest pains, feelings of chest tightness, or a pressure that does not seem to go away, a nagging pain or discomfort that can come and go, an uncomfortable feeling in the chest that something is not right. Or sometimes the chest pain could be so massive that um, it can just cut off the supply of the blood and oxygen and leads to sudden cardiac death. Dyspnea or shortness of breath. Despite there being plenty of oxygen in the atmosphere, the person will feel really short of breath and will be gasping for breath or will be breathing very heavily. You know, normal breathing patterns are usually 12 to 18 uh, breaths per minute. So this will be very high. Uh, or because, you know, people will start panicking. Uh, pain in the arms and legs or sometimes pain radiating from chest to the arm, neck, jaws, toothaches, stomach or even back, extremities or legs or arms, feeling colder, numb and weak. Sometimes it can lead to falls in the elderly and hence misdiagnosis can occur. Um, and I have seen that, you know, when elderly had a fall, suddenly it was not because of something else, but it was because of a cardiac disease. Hence, importance must be given to the elderly because they can manifest very differently. Palpitations or fast beating of heart or even irregular heartbeats. Extreme anxiety. Palpitations, you know, same thing. Sometimes people can feel dizzy, giddy, lightheaded, disoriented, and even lose consciousness. As I said, sometimes even death. Nausea and or vomiting is also noted many times and can be confused for stomach indigestion or heart reflux, um, sorry, I mean gastroesophageal reflux or um, where there's a heartburn. Uh, no symptoms uh, can also be another symptoms. Drinking too much alcohol over and above the expected based on genders, lack of sleep, you know, not just lack of sleep. It could be lack of healthy sleep, lack of uh, REM sleep, or where, you know, you have rapid eye movement sleep, which is called where you can, where you see dreams, or lack of deep sleep, or lack of feeling well-rested, can all affect heart health. Adding to what was mentioned previously is that moderation is important and a physician visit is important before starting on a regimen. No two persons are alike and there are variabilities as I previously mentioned. So it's quite hard to in fact predict which behaviors cause the maximum problem 
and which will not. Since most people do not follow many of the above, as I mentioned just now, you know, uh, we are humans and uh, there is something called human psychology. So, yeah, uh, people may follow one something and people may not follow others. So there's something to mention here is that poverty itself can cause heart damage through poor nutrition, nutritional deficiency, either through nutrients or through caloric or calories. So very interesting and diverse. A fine example is Asian Americans with greater risk of heart disease due to many of the factors mentioned previously, especially in the United States of America. So now why why this is happening? It's one of those factors about that I mentioned. So there we are. Uh, so there are a lot more factors which we can go in details, but they will be mostly medical. And um, so we'll keep it at this today. What are the warning signs of heart disease? Yeah, one of the most important questions, um, you know, that um, everyone should know and also should know the answers to us. The warning signs can be clearly distinguishable or non-distinguishable or indistinguishable or unknown or even heard of, unheard of. Um, warning signs can wax and wane. So, you know, uh, sometimes they can come and go, come and go, and people not may not feel that it's heart or may not be paying attention to it. And they're also being mimicked by many other underlying conditions of the esophagus, the foot pipe, stomach. People can be asymptomatic, especially commonly seen in diabetic patients because those patients will never ever have any of the symptoms that I mentioned earlier. Sweating profusely, profoundly, and many times. Generalized weakness or fatigue, just feeling not right. People can mention they just do not feel the same as before, or even an hour before, or even the day before, or even a month before. And, uh, you know, this is very, very commonly seen. And this is one of the most important um, patient problems that patients come in with to a doctor or to a hospital, that you just don't feel good. And, you know, dismissing such episodes is not right or valid. And one must take into consideration that uh, a thorough examination is necessary. And I have, I have seen this uh, personally, experienced this personally. And I have known people in my neighborhood who had similar things. And they ended up actually getting a cardiac stent put in because of cardiac disease. So, so it's very important that we take care of our elderly and not um, you know, misdiagnose them or just uh, forget them or even um, not pay attention to them because they do not present exactly the same as uh, other younger people do. Thank you for sharing all those pointers, uh, Dr. Purnima. Um, so that brings me to the next question. How to reduce your heart disease risks? Yeah, absolutely, Shruti. Reduction of heart disease risk can be thought of in many ways. In my personal opinion, and uh, the way I used to practice before, uh, we, I can subdivide this into two or three categories, generalized, specialized, and personalized. For general, we have three basics, food, diet, nutrition, movement, exercise, activity. And the third is environmental, which is good healthy air, water, good soil, no secondhand or firsthand smoking, limited alcohol intake, so on. Now for specialized, we need to maintain a healthy weight, 
being the range is required. It can be uh, personalized depending on body type and structure as well. Adequate sleep, adequate rest, even a mid-afternoon siesta or nap is very refreshing and great for a heart, mind, body, and soul. Stress management through mindful practices, meditation, yoga, tai chi, stretching exercises, they're all just fine. Personalized could be through regular physician checkups or even a good annual examination, blood work, getting an EKG, keeping uh, or we call it electrocardiogram, keeping up to date with vaccinations, immunizations, screening protocols like mammograms or colorectal screenings, or even mental health screenings, checking for depression, because depression does and is connected to heart disease and death. Pap smears, breast self-examinations, and just overall trying to feel good. Um, these are all different ways to reduce one's heart disease, disease risks. How can an individual, a family member, a friend be more watchful and on the lookout for the elderly of their family? Yeah, one great question again. Um, this is important to address since we are all about cozy living for the elderly. And this podcast is especially for elderly and the people who care for the elderly as well. Because caregiver crisis itself can also trigger heart disease or cardiovascular disease as well. Here are some ways to go about it. Understanding where the elderly is at in the stage of life. Very, very, very important. In my personal experience, you know, close to three decades. Since every decade can bring on new challenges in the elderly and not knowing them or being ignorant or even understanding them might be very stressful for both the elderly, the family, the caregivers, the community, everybody. Keeping a routine means regular checkups or even a com comprehensive geriatric examination or CGE by a geriatrician or geriatric medicine specialist, if available in your area, has also shown to have the best outcome. And this is one of the things based on research. During routine exams and regular checkups, monitoring of medications intake and for any adverse drug reactions, interactions with other foods, other drugs, other fluids is critical. This also includes prevention of du duplication of medications or commonly seen skip medications, you know, forgetting medications or even doses. Mental health is very important as well. Cognitively challenged elderly, intestines, muscular muscles, chest wall, bones of the sternum, ribcage. Some of the most important warning signs might completely differ based on gender, age, underlying comorbid chronic diseases. And one finest example is diabetes, as I will tell you soon. Here are the warning symptoms and signs in no special order. Chest pains, feelings of chest tightness, or a pressure that does not seem to go away, a nagging pain, a discomfort that can come and go, an uncomfortable feeling in the chest that something is not right. Or sometimes the chest pain could be so massive that um, it can just cut off the supply of the blood and oxygen and leads to sudden cardiac death. Dyspnea or shortness of breath. Despite there being plenty of oxygen in the atmosphere, the person will feel really short of breath and will be gasping for breath. 
or will be breathing, breathing very heavily. You know, normal breathing patterns are usually 12 to 18 uh, breaths per minute. So this will be very high. Uh, or because, you know, people will start panicking. Uh, pain in the arms and legs or sometimes pain radiating from chest to the arm, neck, jaws, toothaches, stomach or even back, extremities or legs or arms, feeling colder, numb and weak. Sometimes this can lead to falls in the elderly and hence misdiagnosis can occur. Um, I have seen that, you know, an elderly had a fall, suddenly it was not because of something else, but it was because of a cardiac disease. Hence, importance must be given to the elderly because they can manifest very differently. Palpitations or fast beating of heart or even irregular heartbeats. Extreme anxiety. Palpitations, you know, same thing. Sometimes people can feel dizzy, giddy, lightheaded, disoriented, and even lose consciousness. As I said, sometimes even death. Nausea and or vomiting is also noted many times and can be confused for stomach indigestion or heart reflux, um, sorry, I mean uh, gastroesophageal reflux or um, where there's a heartburn. Uh, no symptoms uh, can also be another symptoms. People can be asymptomatic, especially commonly seen in diabetic patients because those patients will never ever have any of the symptoms that I mentioned earlier. Sweating profusely, profoundly in many times. Generalized weakness or fatigue, just feeling not right. People can mention they just do not feel the same as before or even an hour before or even the day before or even a month before. And, uh, you know, this is very, very commonly seen. And this is one of the most important um, patient problems that patients come in with to a doctor or to a hospital. They just don't feel good. And, you know, dismissing such episodes is not right or valid and one must take into consideration that uh, a thorough examination is necessary and i have i have seen this uh, personally experienced this personally and i have known people in my neighborhood who had similar things and they ended up actually getting a cardiac stent put in because of cardiac disease so so it's very important that we take care of our elderly and not um, you know, misdiagnose them or just uh, forget them or even um, not pay attention to them because they do not present exactly the same as uh, other younger people do. Thank you for sharing all those pointers, uh, Dr. Purnima. Um, so that brings me to the next question. How to reduce your heart disease risks? Yeah, absolutely, Shruti. Reduction of heart disease risks can be thought of in many ways. In my personal opinion, and uh, the way I used to practice before, uh, we I can subdivide this into two or three categories, generalized, specialized, and personalized. For general, we have three basics, food, diet, nutrition, movement, exercise, activity. And the third is environmental, which is good healthy air, water, good soil, no secondhand or firsthand smoking, limited alcohol intake, so on. Now for specialized, we need to maintain a healthy weight, be in the range as required. It can be uh, personalized depending on body type and structure as well. Adequate sleep, adequate rest, even a mid-afternoon siesta or nap is very refreshing and great for a heart, mind, body, and soul. Stress management through mindful practices. Meditation may not be able to let people know 
if they're having chest pain or else. I must share an example here from my personal experience and very true to this day, it still has a place in my heart, mind and body and soul. So I was in a nursing home uh, rounding on my patients. And this happened almost two decades ago. And um, when I saw an elderly uh, flailing their arms, every time a nurse or some human would pass them by in that senior living and care facility, which was in this instance, a nursing home or a skilled nursing facility. People thought she was acting kind of weird, or maybe it was her dementia, maybe it was psychosis, or maybe it was something else. Uh, but when on examination, and a thorough examination, we determined that her arm was actually hurting. So, and she was trying to desperately communicate the need for someone to address her pains. And even worse, the situation was that when we did an x-ray of the arm, we found that there was a fracture. And this poor lady um, was telling us something. And this was a form of storytelling. And we're glad we heard her story, her voice. So this is very important. Addressing other issues in physical mobility or exercise, nutrition, diet, sleep, cozy living, and bringing positive vibes. I must stress that positivity can actually prevent heart disease. Hearing and vision impair impairment can affect as well. So caring for these senses is as important as any of the above. Since elderly may not be able to understand what we're speaking or what we're telling them or what they're supposed to know, do follow if the above senses are challenged. Addictions and behaviors. Elderly are prone to alcoholism, tobacco smoking, drugs use as well. In fact, many have been smokers for decades. You know, one of the best examples is, you know, Sir Winston Churchill, who smoked his way all the way, and he was a, a gentleman who lived past 100. So, and quitting sometimes is not an option. In that case, with the help of a physician, might be able to take medications and then wean off the tobacco. And same with alcohol intake as well. The reasons for the drinking are multifactorial, and some of them, yoga, tai chi, Stretching exercises, they're all just fine. Personalized could be through regular physician checkups or even a good annual examination, blood work, getting an EKG, keeping uh, or we call a car electrocardiogram, keeping up to date with vaccinations, immunizations, screening protocols like mammograms or colorectal screenings or even mental health screenings, checking for depression because depression does and is connected to heart disease and death, pap smears, breast self-examinations, and just overall trying to feel good. Um, these are all different ways to reduce one's heart disease, disease risks. How can an individual, a family member, a friend be more watchful and on the lookout for the elderly of their family? Yeah, one great question again. Um, this is important to address since we are all about cozy living for the elderly. And this podcast is especially for elderly and the people who care for the elderly as well. Because caregiver crisis itself can also trigger heart disease or cardiovascular disease as well. Here are some ways to go about it. Understanding where the elderly is at in the stage of life. Very, very, very important. In my personal experience, you know, close to three decades. 
since every decade can bring on new challenges in the elderly and not knowing them or being ignorant or even understanding them might be very stressful for both the elderly, the family, the caregivers, the community, everybody. Keeping a routine means regular checkups or even a com comprehensive geriatric examination or CGE by a geriatrician or geriatric medicine specialist if available in your area has also shown to have the best outcome. And this is one of the things based on research. During routine exams and regular checkups, monitoring of medications intake and for any adverse drug reactions, interactions with other foods, other drugs, other fluids is critical. This also includes prevention of du duplication of medications or commonly seen skip medications, you know, forgetting medications or even doses. Mental health is very important as well. Cognitively challenged elderly may not be able to let people know if they're having chest pains or else. I must share an example here from my personal experience and very true to this day, it still has a place in my heart, mind and body and soul. So I was in a nursing home uh, rounding on my patients. And this happened almost two decades ago. And um, when I saw an elderly uh, flailing their arms, every time a nurse or some human would pass them by in that senior living and care facility, which was in this instance, a nursing home or a skilled nursing facility. People thought she was acting kind of weird, or maybe it was her dementia, maybe it was psychosis, or maybe it was something else. Uh, but when on examination and a thorough examination, we determined that her arm was actually hurting. So, and she was trying to desperately communicate the need for someone to address her pains. And even worse, the situation was that when we did an x-ray of the arm, we found that there was a fracture. And this poor lady um, was telling us something. And this was a form of storytelling. And we're glad we heard her story, her voice. So this is very important. Addressing other issues in physical mobility or exercise, nutrition, diet, sleep, cozy living, and bringing positive vibes. I must stress that positivity can actually prevent heart disease. Hearing and vision impair impairment can affect as well. So caring for these senses is as important as any of the above. Since elderly may not be able to understand what we're speaking or what we're telling them or what they're supposed to know, do follow if the above senses are challenged. Addictions and behaviors. Elderly are prone to alcoholism, tobacco smoking, drugs use as well. In fact, many have been smokers for decades. You know, one of the best examples is, you know, Sir Winston Churchill, who smoked his way all the way, and he was a, a gentleman who lived past 100. So, and quitting sometimes is not an option. In that case, with the help of a physician, might be able to take medications and then wean off the tobacco. And same with alcohol intake as well. The reasons for the drinking are multifactorial, and some of them, and of course, they do affect heart health enormously, but some of them drink because they're bored, because of boredom, and some for underlying depression, which was undiagnosed, unfortunately, or anxiety, and others simply because they forgot they had a drink already. All too commonly noticed, you know, by me as a geriatrician in the past. So I had patients who actually drank because they were depressed. 
And I actually lost a patient who passed away from liver cirrhosis and liver disease due to alcoholism from underlying depression. And then, of course, ended up in cardiac disease as well, especially, you know, with uh, irregular heartbeats, which is otherwise called as holiday heart syndrome among alcoholics. So um, the importance is given to annual screenings, as I mentioned earlier. Sometimes they are important. They may be done, but they may not give us an accurate report on elderly because annual means annual. Anything can happen in that 365 days. Even drug abuse, including marijuana and others, are not uncommon in the elderly. Behavioral patterns, confusion, camouflaging can be part of dementia as well. And elders are very good at that, by the way. So signs and symptoms for heart disease risks can be connected with mental clarity and cognitive abilities. Many times I saw that patients with dementia of any kind, including Alzheimer's, suddenly had heart disease or vice versa, and some with concomitant strokes, mini strokes. Hence, it's vital that we keep track of mentation issues. Fatigue or feeling uh, tired can sometimes in the elderly be due to underlying heart disease, as I mentioned, and not due to aging. Normal aging does not include fatigue, malaise, or body aches and pain. Medication management is necessary and should be done regularly, following the Beers criteria or polypharmacy limitations or duplications can itself decrease the risk for heart disease. One of the most important things I did in my practice as a geriatric medicine specialist was to go over every medication, every visit with every patient, including over-the-counter medications, lifestyle medications, or other supplements include nutraceuticals. So hope this helped. Please feel free to let us know if you would love to get more pointers. We can address in a new episode soon. Thank you so much for discussing this and sharing love and light on this topic. And to all our dear listeners, you know that if you want to discuss, if you want us to discuss any of the topics or answer any of your questions, please get in touch with us on one of our social media platforms and we would certainly create an episode to address those. If you want to join us and need help with onboarding your senior living and care, please get in touch with us on www myhiga.com m-i-h-y-g-g-e dot com directly or by emailing us at contact at myhiga.com contact c-o-n-t-a-c-t at m-i-h-y-g-g-e dot com our team will certainly help you out with the process also we are adding more members to our team so don't forget to check out our career section and if you think you are a right fit send us a mail. Looking forward to hearing from you in the form of questions, reviews, and a lot more. Here's wishing all our listeners health, wealth, and mahiga. We look forward to connecting once again. We will be back with a new episode on longevity versus cozy living on mahiga. Thank you all for listening. We are grateful you joined us in our pursuit to celebrate aging globally with mahiga. You can explore our blogs. They are free to read and easily available on our website www.myhiga.com. Sign up for our special Discover Senior Living with MyHiga newsletter for exclusive content which also includes some amazing recipes, tips and facts. 
and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Amazon Music. As what you hear on the podcast is all exclusive content where we pour all our love and emotions. Thanking our wonderful production team, the people that make it happen. We love hearing your comments, your thoughts, so keep them coming. Goodbye from our studios in New Delhi. And of course, they do affect heart health enormously. But some of them drink because they're bored, because of boredom, and some for underlying depression, which was undiagnosed, unfortunately, or anxiety, and others simply because they forgot they had a drink already. All too commonly noticed, you know, by me as a geriatrician in the past. So I had patients who actually drank because they were depressed. And I actually lost patients who passed away from liver cirrhosis and liver disease due to alcoholism, from underlying depression, and then, of course, ended up in cardiac disease as well, especially, you know, with uh, irregular heartbeats, which is otherwise called as holiday heart syndrome among alcoholics. So um, the importance is given to annual screenings, as I mentioned earlier. Sometimes they're important. They may be done, but they may not give us an accurate report on elderly because annual means annual. Anything can happen in that 365 days. Even drug abuse, including marijuana and others, are not uncommon in the elderly. Behavioral patterns, confusion, camouflaging can be part of dementia as well. And elders are very good at that, by the way. So signs and symptoms for heart disease risks can be connected with mental clarity and cognitive abilities. Many times I saw that patients with dementia of any kind, including Alzheimer's, suddenly had heart disease or vice versa, and some with concomitant strokes, mini strokes, hence it's vital that we keep track of mentation issues. Fatigue or feeling uh, tired can sometimes in the elderly be due to underlying heart disease, as I mentioned, and not due to aging. Normal aging does not include fatigue, malaise, or body aches and pain. Medication management is necessary and should be done regularly, following the Beers criteria or polypharmacy limitations or duplications can itself decrease the risk for heart disease. One of the most important things I did in my practice as a geriatric medicine specialist was to go over every medication, every visit with every patient, including over-the-counter medications, lifestyle medications, or other supplements include nutraceuticals. So hope this helped. Please feel free to let us know if you would love to get more pointers. We can address in a new episode soon. Thank you so much for discussing this. And sharing love and light on this topic. And to all our dear listeners, you know that if you want to discuss, if you want us to discuss any of the topics or answer any of your questions, please get in touch with us on one of our social media platforms and we would certainly create an episode to address those. If you want to join us and need help with onboarding your senior living and care, please get in touch with us on www.myhiga.com. 
M-I-H-Y-G-G-E.com directly or by emailing us at contact at myhiga.com. Contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T at M-I-H-Y-G-G-E dot com. Our team will certainly help you out with the process. Also, we are adding more members to our team. So don't forget to check out our career section. And if you think you are a right fit, send us a mail. Looking forward to hearing from you in the form of questions, reviews, and a lot more. Here's wishing all our listeners health, wealth, and Mahiga. We look forward to connecting once again. We will be back with a new episode on longevity versus cozy living on Mahiga. Thank you all for listening. We are grateful you joined us in our pursuit to celebrate aging globally with Mahiga. You can explore our blogs. They are free to read and easily available on our website www.myhiga.com. Sign up for our special Discover Senior Living with Myhiga newsletter for exclusive content which also includes some amazing recipes, tips and facts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Amazon Music. As what you hear on the podcast is all exclusive content where we pour all our love and emotions. Thanking our wonderful production team, the people that make it happen.